for this special prophetic update from Kent Christmas Ministries International. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted by this powerful and anointed message. And now, here's Pastor Kent Christmas. Good evening. I'm glad you joined us tonight, and I hope that at the end of the evening, God will have spoken to your heart and encouraged you. And um, this morning, I was listening to a uh, just a really good man. In fact, uh, I would encourage you to go online and listen to him. His name is Dr. Keenan Bridges. And I think he's out of Florida, but I like to listen to other men of God because iron sharpens iron. And uh, so many times when I'm listening to a man of God or a woman of God minister, um, boy, something will just come up in my spirit. It might not even be what they're teaching on or preaching on, but it'll ignite a spark. And as I was listening, uh, actually I was on, on uh, the treadmill, and God began to just drop this in my spirit. And so uh, one of the gifts I feel like the Lord has given me is the ability to, to see into the future to some degree about what the Lord's doing. And so uh, I want to share with you this evening what I just begin to sense in my spirit. Uh, I want to also say uh, thank you so much. There are so many of you that that bless the ministry, and I don't ask for money. That's not our purpose. But I do feel like that I need to acknowledge all of you who sow into this ministry. Uh, I want to say thank you. Um, it, it really touches my heart, and um, we, we give a lot of money away. And, but uh, I know a lot of you work hard for your money, and I also know this, that a lot of you, when you send in a check, um, it is done by great faith. It's not because I think a lot of the people that bless our ministry are not wealthy, but they gravitate to the word of the Lord. And so uh, many, many times I'll pray over your requests, and I don't get to pray over everyone. Uh, we get thousands of emails, but I do take it to heart. And so thank you for honoring us uh, in that area. One of the things about the nature of the Lord is that uh, God doesn't like mixture. Uh, he never has liked mixture because things that have a lot of mixture in them, you really can't define what they are. You think they're one thing one moment and then you'll see another part surface. And, and God likes things to have identity. And so that's why he said with the lukewarm, he said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. He didn't speak uh, judgment against the sinner in the sense that, you know, I hate you or whatever. He loved the sinner. Um, and he loves the righteous because he can identify who they are. And so in, in uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, the Lord makes this statement. He said, come out from among them and be ye separate. And so God is always intended for the church to have a very, very clear identity. And so I, I went back and it just began to turn over my spirit. I, I, I'm going to use this word because I really don't none, know another word that would really define what I want to talk about. I want to use the word extraction. And so I, I begin to think about this in the scripture and when uh, God promised Abraham, he said, you know, he said, of your loins and of your seed, I'm going to make a, a great nation. In fact, he said, and nations shall be blessed because of thee. But the Lord specifically set aside the nation of Israel. They came out of the loins of Abraham. And when they're a small group, 
70 in number. Uh, they're in the land of Canaan. And the Bible says that God, because for purpose, whenever the Lord begins to separate you or move you from one place to another, a lot of times it's because what God is getting ready to do, He cannot do where you're at. You've already accomplished what God wants to do in you in that particular location or that particular position. So the Lord, and even in times when you think you're prosperous and you're really doing what God wants, God sometimes will just supernaturally extract you from where you are and he'll move you somewhere else because what he's getting ready to do in you requires a different location or position in your life. And so it starts here with the land of uh, the nation of Israel when they're really not even hardly a nation. They're just a large extended family. And, of course, we know that God sent Joseph into Egypt to preserve the seed. And when it came time that Joseph's father became aware of the fact that Jacob was alive, and uh, Joseph has his brothers come to him, and through the revealing of himself to his brothers, the Bible says that God uh, moves prophetically and he extracts the nation of Israel, that small little group of people, he extracts them from Canaan and he places them in Egypt. And the reason that he placed them in Egypt was because it was going to be a place that they could grow. It wasn't a permanent place. It, wasn't, it was not their inheritance, but it was the will of God for, the, for them to be there. And many, many times... Uh, God will transplant you, um, even with a plant. They tell us that you can, you can take a plant and you can put it in a small pot, and it'll, it'll only grow to a certain size. But if you extract it and put it in a larger pot, same thing with a shark. You can take a shark and put him in a small tank, and he'll stay small. You put him in the ocean, he can grow to several, several feet. Your environment determines your possibilities. And so the Lord has something in his mind because he wants Israel to become a great nation. So he takes them and puts them in the land of Egypt. And uh, he leaves them there for a long time. And, of course, we know the story. Eventually, is, the, the Egyptians became terrified of Israelites and um, began to afflict them and brought them into slavery. And towards the end where God begins to say it's time he does another extraction and he puts the Israelites he puts them in the land of Goshen and the word Goshen means to draw near and when God generally moves us or he upends us and we don't really know what God exactly is doing it's because God is drawing you near he's pulling you up unto himself and the Lord put them in Goshen because he knew what was getting ready to happen he knew I'm getting ready to bring judgment on Egypt and he was not going to rain judgment on his people and then God begins to to enact the plagues and there's some debate here I personally uh, have this school of thought I don't think that the Israelites were ever affected by any of the plagues. There are different ones where it says, and, and the hail was not 
there and, and different things. But we know Goshen was a little ways from where Pharaoh lived. And uh, I don't think it's ever the will of God to rain judgment on his people that are in his will. And so the Lord, uh, he puts them there because it is a place of growth. It is a place for them to mature into, into the Lord. And so when God begins to put them there and all of these plagues begin to happen, they don't touch the Israelites. And I think of Psalms 91 verse 10, it says this, and no plague shall come nigh unto thy dwelling. And so I want you to follow with me through the principle here because uh, whenever God begins to do something, there's always going to be a removal from one place to the next. God is going to extract for his purpose. And so in, in this setting, we know that uh, when God begins to uh, bring judgment on Egypt, eventually when God is going to bring the Israelites into their inheritance, into, back into the land of Canaan now. They're, they left a very small group, but they're coming back in over two million people with great power. Whenever Israel left Egypt, great judgment set in. The other thing is this. When Israel left Egypt and got ready to enter into their inheritance, one of the things that took place was there was an extraction of wealth. And God took the wealth of the Egyptians and he began to release it to the Israelites so that they would go into their inheritance and be able to function and accomplish what the Lord wants to do. And I'm going to just touch on this in just a moment because I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But um, whenever God's people leave a place, after they leave, generally judgment will set in because the people of God or the church draw the blessing of the Lord. And when Israel left Egypt, the Bible says this, that judgment set in. And when they walked out, the scripture says that the Egyptians were so busy burying their dead, they did not take notice that the Israelites were leaving. And so God extracted them because he was taking them to another place. Um, that this theory, this, this principle of blessing on God's people, Laban told Jacob, he said, please don't leave. He said, because I know that the reason that I am blessed in my house is because there is a blessing of God upon you. Same thing for Lot. Lot was blessed because of Abraham. And when Lot separated from Abraham and Abraham left, then judgment set in on Sodom and Gomorrah. And the, what has been withholding judgment in this nation and the blessing of God that's been upon this nation is not our technology or our education, but it is the fact that we have a church in America that believes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have had the blessing of God. On, America is blessed for one reason, because of the church that's in this nation. Doesn't matter how powerful you are, you can look at China, you can look at Russia, neither one of them have the freedom or the prosperity. They have great armies, they have a lot of people, but they do not have a church in that nation that the, that the government recognizes, and so God is denied there, and there's judgment that sets in. When um, 
this is one of the things that, that I really want to deal with right now because everybody's wondering in, in the realm of, of the spirit what is going on uh, with the church and what's going on in the United States of America and especially with this coronavirus and all of the things that have happened. This is what I believe prophetically that God is doing. I believe that God is extracting the church out of the world. That he is taking the church out of the system. One of the issues that we have in America today is that you cannot hardly tell the church from the world anymore. Divorce is just as high in the church over time as it's been in the world. The lifestyles of so-called Christians aren't any different from the lifestyles of the unbeliever. The church and the unbeliever watch the same movies. They go to the same entertainments. They dress the same to some degree. And when you sit in most churches today, you cannot feel the presence of the Lord. There's a great theatrical production that's done, and it's done by men that have degrees from the world's universities. But there is no separation. There's no power. The Bible says this, they have a form of godliness, but they have no power thereof. So I believe the Lord reached down with his hand, and we are in the middle of the Lord taking the church, and he is supernaturally separating her from the world. And he is giving her her own identity. And so what you're seeing right now is every church that didn't make room for the presence of the Lord, whose first priority was how big can we grow, how many people do we have, how much money do we have, how much, how much does the world like us? I'll never understand this concept that we want the world to like us because Jesus said he was a friend of the world is an enemy of God. So right now what you're seeing is the Lord is separating the true church from the counterfeit and he is pulling them out of the system. Now, whenever God always sticks to principle and I'm, I'm hearing people say, well, you know, I believe the Antichrist is getting ready to take over and we're not going to come out of this and uh, it's just going to get worse and God's not going to change the election results. You're wrong because it's not the right time. The Bible very plainly declares in several places that the wealth of the sinner or the wicked is laid up for the righteous, that there is a transfer of wealth in the earth. Money never disappears, it just changes hands. There will be, it's not a spiritual fulfillment because there's no need for money in heaven. I mean, used to our, our dollar was backed by the gold standard. Well, according to the scripture, just the streets in heaven are paved and we walk on what we consider the most valuable metal in the earth. So there's no need for money in heaven. Your house is paid for, you'll never get sick. You won't have to have a car. There's no disease. Uh, you won't have to work like we do here. God has all that taken care of. So if the scripture talks about that there is a transfer of wealth, why would there, if there's not going to be any more harvest, and our days of freedom are over, and the church is never going to have the, the, the religious liberties that we used to have, then why would God release wealth to a church that doesn't need it because we can't go out into the harvest? Listen, God is going to turn these things around, 
and he is moving the church into another position because he's getting ready to fulfill his purpose. And part of that purpose is the Lord, is he's allowed the enemy to have wealth because he always knew that that wealth was coming to the church. So they were caretakers of it, and there is a release of that by the Spirit of the Lord. And so we're in the middle of a great reset. We're in the middle of where God is taking a hold of the church and he is moving her from where she has been. Doesn't necessarily mean that we've been out of the will of God. But I know this personally, and many of you that are under the sound of my voice tonight know this, that God will sometimes in your life pick you up from where you are, and he will move you somewhere else because he's getting ready to push you or release you into a new purpose. And hear me by the Spirit, the church that God is raising up in this hour is being repositioned. There is an extraction of the Lord that's getting a hold of the people of the Lord. And He is moving us into another place in the spirit realm. And just as when Egypt lost the Israelites and Israel's getting ready to take their inheritance, God said, you're not going to enter into your inheritance broke. All of you that have tithed for years, boy, I just, I just pray God open the windows of heaven upon you. And you know, so many Christians have this concept, well, I just, I'm just asking for enough for God to help me just make ends meet. Stop praying like that. Ask God not only to give you your, to meet your needs, but he said, I want to press down, shake together, heap up and run over. Years ago, the Lord dropped this in my spirit. He said, son, when I fill your cup up, that's for you. But he said, when I start overflowing, it is for those that are around you that are in need. And what God wants to do is so bless the church that there is just an overflow, hallelujah, in the natural and in the spirit realm. Right now, my wife and uh, her ministry on the streets is feeding the poor, and uh, she feeds about 16,000 children a month that don't have food to eat on the weekends. And we have church, a full-blown church, every Tuesday night under a, under a big bridge downtown Nashville, and there is this push right now to, to remove them from that place and put a fence around it, and we're seeing God's hand in that. But why is that? It's because the enemy knows that there is a revival breaking out on the streets in Nashville. And so I, I want to I declare to you that some of you are in the middle of a transition right now that God is picking you up and he's extracting you. And this coronavirus and all of this other mess that's going on, it is a means that God is using to move the church to another place in the spirit to where we are going to enter in into the fullness of our inheritance. And so I want to um, tell you this, that there is another, there's another uh, separation, the final separation that's going to take place. We know this. The Lord says there's going to come a day. He said, now I'm moving the church from the world system. I'm taking the system out of the world. And I'm raising up a church that lives by faith and has power. But God said, there is coming a day when I'm going to do one more extraction. And he said, I'm going to remove the church. I'm going to remove the remnant from the earth. We call that the rapture, where God is just going to reach down and he's going to say, you've done your work. And he's going to extract the church 
and he's going to pull us up unto himself. Remember I told you that Goshen means to draw near. There's coming a day where the heart of Jesus longs for his bride, and he's just going to pull us up out of the earth and draw us to himself. The, the coming of the Lord is not Jesus removing uh, the church from the earth, but the, the last coming is where Jesus actually comes back to the earth and physically lives in the earth. Um, I, I want to encourage you in the Lord that many of you are in the middle of transition right now. So is the church. So is this nation. And as God begins to remove uh, the church from the system, there is a curse coming on this system. I, I have people writing to me all the time saying, Brother Ken, I've heard you say, you know, that we need to get our our money out of man's system. And I, and I do believe that, but I am not a financial advisor. And some of you have emailed me and said, you know, what should we do with that? But you say, well, why, why are you telling us that? Because this is what I believe. Any company that does not acknowledge Jesus Christ, in fact, takes a concentrated effort to remove Christ and the gospel and religious liberties from the earth, will never have the blessing of the Lord on it. No matter if it's, it's, if it's a, a, a Fortune 500 company and some of the largest companies that are out there, they're very anti-God. As God begins to remove the church from those systems, there's judgment coming on them. And uh, for, you know, nobody thought that we would see what we saw happen in the last 18 months, that, that businesses went out of business and all of the, the reversal of everything. That was just God showing you that his hand is in this world and he can do what he wants. And so for a lot of you that are tithers, that have not yet seen the breakthrough, get ready because there is a breakthrough coming and God is going to reach into the wicked and he's going to take what they had and he is going to release it to the righteous because the Lord has taken a lot of you and a lot of us and he's he, he is transplanting us. We just saw that with Regeneration Nashville. We've moved from an old warehouse and God's allowed us to go into a beautiful location where we have room to grow. He's doing that for a lot of you. But I feel a prophetic unction of the Lord on, on so many of you. I want you to lift up your heads because your redemption's drawing nigh. And, and don't think that because God has left you somewhere for a long time, that's where you're going to stay. No, sir. God always takes people that have purpose, and he will pick you up, and he will supernaturally place you. Even sometimes geographically, he will remove you, and he will put you into another place. It could be spiritual. It could be with the authority. God is raising up some men and women in this hour. He's raising up some Josephs that will have a control of the storehouses. So um, know this, that what we're experiencing right now in the United States of America and in the earth, it has to do with the church because we're coming into our inheritance. And when God says you're going to be blessed, I think it was Balaam that said, I cannot curse what God has blessed. So you stay encouraged in the Lord, and uh, God's going to take care of you. I also wanted to say this because we didn't announce it last Sunday, but um, Saturday morning at 9.30 here at the old location, we'll be gathering for corporate prayer. If uh, you want to come be a part of that, come on, and uh, we'll see what God has to do. Till I see you again, God bless you.
For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.